0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster, Mr. William Brad Alice. Arizona loses 31 to 20 in a game that wasn't remotely that close, but you know what? I guess you'll take points anywhere you can get it. Um, A familiar refrain that we generally have, guys, and we'll get to the individual play, is that when Arizona football gets the fans going... Generally, there's a game like this, and that's kind of been the way it's been for a long, long time, John Schuster.
1: And part of this was, uh, we talked about this in last week's postgame show, excitement, UCLA, bowl-bound, blah, blah, blah. It was like, whoa, 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 Washington State's pretty good football team. And now the next step in the growth process is how well is Arizona going to deal with success? And hearing about how awesome they were in every facet and how they had turned the corner and things are about to get ready, look out, make those bowl plans. And we found out they failed miserably. Uh, now, in partial fairness, now, in fairness, Washington State was always the better team coming into this football game. They were always better. You look at their general resume, I think you can favorably make a case that they're the best defense in this conference. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they had they gave up a lot of points against Oregon, which a lot of teams do. And they were controlled against USC, which is not an embarrassment by any stretch of the imagination. And their physicality was simply significantly more dominant uh, than what uh, Arizona was able to deal with. And it was pretty clear early on that Washington State understood that the game started at 12, and it appeared that Arizona was still in a hangover mode and managed to sort of start getting engaged at about 12.45. By then, it was too late. William, yeah, you know, I think for everything Arizona did right
2: last week, they did wrong this week. They looked unprepared mentally. They looked unprepared from a game plan standpoint. Uh, the defense seemed to make some adjustments, but I think this is a Washington State team that's notoriously kind of let teams back in the games and they've had big leads. Uh, offensively, Arizona never looked quite right um you know they they went for it on a couple of fourth downs probably left some points on the uh the field that maybe in hindsight they should have tried to get and just get on the scoreboard um but at the end of the day yeah washington state was better and arizona didn't have enough answers to make up the difference which they could against ucla um so yeah disappointing i think you know there's this segment of the of the Arizona football population that is all in on Jedfish. There's a segment of the population that is all still all out on Jedfish. And then mo- I think most of us or a good portion of us are in between. I think he's done some very good things. Um, but today we saw his his limitations in short yardage play calling. Yeah. We what's uh,
0: can we talk about that, Brad? Because you led me – your guys are smarter than me, and you led me right into uh, where I was going to go. And, again, there's a lot to play calling or we can get to. This is – is this a Jed Fish thing? Is this a personnel thing? Because, man, whenever it is short yardage, and I don't care if it's in the middle of the field, I don't care if it's down by the goal line, this team goes backwards. And it generally is some slow-hitting reverse or delay that – I mean, even the play with Michael Wiley, where he almost got the first down, he probably should have been dragged down for you know 15 yards behind. What's going on there? Because it it, it it's it's inept. I'll, I don't I don't know what else, how else to put it.
2: Well, there are times I think the play calling is bad. I think the bigger issue is this is a mediocre offensive line. Right. Uh, when is Delara at his best? Running around, running around for his life. Um, right. many times, so this isn't a group that can line you up, smack you in the mouth, and gain three yards. Uh, the problem is then it's incumbent on Jed Fish to be creative with his play calling. And while he's creative, I, I don't think a reverse is, is usually the right call. There's no pre snap motion, or very little. There's no, um, you know, very little. Do we see Delora boot out, uh, to take advantage of his scrambling and his ability? So well, I think, yeah, it's, when you've got a, a, an elite offensive line that can just blow a team off the line, it can make your play calling on fourth and one look a lot better. Um, but Jedfish has yet to show me that he has been able to adjust to his personnel on enough of these plays. Ironically
1: enough, I'd almost rather have a fourth and seven than a fourth and two.
0: What do you got there, John Chester?
1: I don't necessarily disagree with I, – I think I think what happens is, especially as Brad – Alluded to there, if your line is problematic in the middle, it limits what it is you're allowed to do in short yard what you can do in short yardage situations. So it allows teams to spread out a little bit and defend the edges uh, more effectively. If you if you have to give up one or the other, you feel better about your chances that you can hold your own in the middle and maybe be undermanned there and then make sure that a guy with quickness like Delore or some of the other skill players on this team doesn't have the ability to get to the sidelines. So Arizona needing to improve the offensive line is a clear necessity in the offseason. And it's not necessarily a surprise. Against physical teams, this has been commonplace. Mike, you've talked on a regular basis about Arizona's struggles in the red zone. Well, being in fourth and two at midfield is the same as struggles in the it's all basically the same theme and it comes to play to your point And Brad's point about play calling. One of the things that I think works against you and is frustrating in regards to what fish is doing is that so many of his plays develop behind deep behind the line of script, right? right. Uh, the reverse, for instance, you can do a reverse and teams have tried to utilize this where the play happens between the quarterback and the offensive line if the quarterback's in shotgun. Uh, so, so you have a play that's, say, two yards from the line of scrimmage that you're trying to get to the edge with, as opposed to a play that's seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage where the quarterback is pitching behind him when he's already in shotgun. Uh, then you're trying to protect the edge and hope you can get blockers out there and make something happen. But sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to get to the line of scrimmage and get tough yardage in those situations. And, and that seems to be an kind of older nfl logic as opposed to a lot of the nfl schemes that have trickled down to the college level, or frankly vice versa where teams are utilizing misdirection even from the shotgun a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage which gives them a little bit of an opportunity maybe a better opportunity if they're undermanned from an offensive line standpoint to try to eke out the two yards that you need the three yards that you need to get to uh where it is and Maybe this is something that's going to be frustrating with fish throughout his tenure at the U of A, or perhaps this is something that gets adjusted based on personnel coming into the program. Hey, right, let's if talk- if, well, if you're playing the, the, uh,
2: PHNX AZ Wildcats postgame show drinking game at home, this is the part where you can take the drink or check off the box on the bingo where I mentioned the Kansas city chiefs. Um, but Shu just described what the chiefs have done so well. And that's, motion a speedy guy hey they have a guy named that's speedy luke speedy.
0: fam as we call him
2: and either do that little shovel or just the little pitch and then let the guy run you, you get a you get a, a couple tight ends over there that's a play i'd love to see arizona it's a, it's a version of the jet sweep except you actually pitch it as opposed to handing it off um that's what i talk about though with motion because what you can do is you can motion the guy one way bring him back for the pitch um you can motion the tight end over there so in essence you kind of have a lead blocker um, there's a lot of things you can do that they don't do. And if I'm Jed fish, I, I spend the offseason. I don't necessarily make my first call to McVay. I look at what the chiefs do. I look at what you make your uh, first
0: call to William, Brad Alice,
2: frankly, I look at, <laughs> but I also look at what Baltimore does who does some creative things. Now they have Lamar's legs, but the is mobile. You know, I look at what Buffalo does um, getting the ball to tight ends. I think there's a lot they can do uh, if they're, going to stick with this pro offense and i like it i think it's a recruiting tool for arizona that you can say i'm running the offense you're going to run when you go to the rams or go to the you know whichever uh 30 something spiky haired nfl coach is coaching an nfl team (laughs) um so i don't think i think that yeah so again it helps when you have five guys who can blow the other guys off the ball but if not you have to get creative and you have to utilize the talents you have and you know why i think they get away from last as the i think it was uh, one of the guys was saying down in the chat that they abandoned the run too early. I think so. I also think they get away from, did DJ Williams have a carry today?
0: I was going to say, I don't understand where it is. Let's get to that in just a second. But first, got to pay the bills. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word? What is it, everyone out there? Code word what?
2: P H and X. You can check that box off the bingo card.
0: You know it right there. Here's the deal. You can also check that off the box. Here's the deal. New customers can bet $5 on any NBA game money line and get $200 if your team wins. That's simple, that easy. If uh, that's not enough, you can also boost your winnings up to one or up to 100% with stepped-up same game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word
2: P H N X.
0: All right. You know the drill. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And And you can cross
1: that one off the bingo list too.
0: And one other one as well. OGs. Here's the deal. Breaking news. OGs has agreed to a new deal with PHNX. All right. Terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement, but sources close to both sides say they are immensely excited and looking forward to creating great content between the two brands. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary must be 21 and up to, uh, to enjoy check show notes for details. Garrett, the double Mike Luke bingo right there. All right, now let's get to the running game. Let's get to the passing game, but heck, let's get to the running game and then we'll get to Gregory's question right there. Um, DJ Williams is a guy that seems like he averages about seven or eight yards per carry every time he comes in. I think Michael Wiley's good. Um, I do wonder why Williams doesn't play more. And quite frankly, I wonder why they don't stick to the run more. Is that just because he doesn't have a lot of faith in the line? Where are we with that guy? With that it, one guy? You
2: know, an idea, one I'm sure I'm going to jump on you here. Uh, part of me wonders if whatever their checkdowns are, if other teams are are showing them a look that Delara checks out of the run. Right. Um, You know, with Rich Rod's offense, it was pretty basic eight in the box. You pass seven in the box. You, you run. Right. Um, And it was about 75 to 90%. Uh, This one, I think is a little more complex than that. I think it's okay. If the safety's here, if the backers here. So I wonder how much of it is. They're not getting the looks they want to run. And, and that would be, I guess, a question to ask uh, Fish fo- about. Uh, but additionally, what, what I would say: sometimes you just have to force the run. So sometimes you just have to commit to we're going to run X amount of times a game. If it picks up one yard, so be it. Unfortunately, um, today there were several times at minus three yards on pretty standard runs, not even you know slow developing runs, just regular handoffs. Um, but I think while I think DJ Williams needs more touches, I think Wiley could use more touches too. Wiley was very good today. He was probably the bright spot well, on the offense. Garrett,
0: Garrett's helping us out. Look at this right here: sixteen carries for ninety-four yards from the running backs. I mean, that's, you know, that's more than five yards a pop.
2: Yeah, and you, when you're playing behind the chains and behind on the scoreboard, I understand that. Uh, but especially when your quarterback's having a bad day, uh, lean into the run a little bit more.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to buy the numbers right now. I I assume that Jacob Franklin's going to have something here that doesn't look good for us. Um, All right. 357 yards passing for Arizona. Those were all basically done in garbage time. 85 yards rushing, uh, five penalties for 22 yards. The number that's also not on there is the four interceptions. Um, This was a low mark, I think, for Jaden Delora out there. Uh, then you look at Washington State. Washington State to me didn't even really do anything fancy. They were just very steady on defense and honestly, I thought Arizona's defense was okay. Arizona's offense just kept putting them in terrible spots.
1: I think there's a lot of truth to that. Arizona's defense uh, even beyond the way that the game turned out, I thought kept these cats in it for a while. It was uh and there there were a lot of ways Arizona's offense put. Uh, Arizona's defense in some bad spots. Uh, but one of the things beyond that to me is that this this is a game that uh, was pretty reminiscent of what you'd expect from what, what you saw two weeks ago against Utah. And I think one of the ma- there, there are distinct matchup issues between two of them. Washington State came in, I think, probably looked at the Utah game plan, uh, saw a lot of similarities, and has very relatively similar talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and just smacked Arizona around. And that was the game plan. And And, and it looked like they were a lot more invested in this game uh, from the get go than Arizona was. And, and it's possible that a lot of that was like, yeah, we just that's just better. They're just faster. They're just more physical, and they know it. And and Arizona's ability to adjust, or the lack of talent that it had, seemed to constantly be pretty much a problem in this game. So while you're talking legitimately about getting the running game more involved and getting some other things more involved, you got some skill players at the receiver position. Delora's running for his life, and Washington State was a bad matchup that we didn't anticipate because we undervalued the season and the talent that Washington State has on its roster. And I think it's possible that Arizona undervalued that talent as well and thought that this game maybe was going to be a rest-on-your-laurels type matchup. Perhaps they were looking ahead to ASU. All of those things are stupid when you're in the second year of a rebuild and you're really not that good. You can't afford those sorts of things. But generally speaking, I think Washington State was a was just not a good matchup similar to the way that Utah was not a good matchup, and we saw the result between the lines. Yeah,
0: I I think with Washington State, um, I think with Washington State, the uh, one thing, and Jacob Franklin, yes, we will be touching on that. Ha, ha, ha. Um, He's asking about the Singer-Delora fight. Um, One thing, though, with Washington State, this is a really good underrated program when you think about it. Over the last 25 to 30 years, you've had, what, four Rose Bowls in there. Mike Price won big there. The guy that took over for him made a Rose Bowl off his players. I can't remember who it, what his name was. Mike Leach won there. Looks like they're going to continue to do that again. But right now, I mean, this is um, – it's it's a solid program. I don't know that it should be as solid as it is, but it also gives you hope for Arizona as well.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the thing that they do fairly well is, one, they always seem to evaluate quarterbacks very well. Uh, as shoe can attest, I always fall in love with Washington State quarterbacks. I mean, Jason Gesser, uh, you go down the list.
0: Hawaii's like, own Jason Gesser.
2: Hawaii's own Jason Gesser. You know, they, they, they were the guys to find Delora, frankly. Um, but you go down that list of, of guys that they've had um, – and they're either from smaller programs, they're from, you know, they're, they're an inch too short, two inches too short. It's really what Arizona should be doing with their quarterback, and, and maybe, uh, you know, Fafita is the first of that guy. Um, the other thing is, that, yeah, they find diamonds, up, but they also have, and this is no disrespect they have lower academic standards than a lot of programs in the pack. Um, they're able to get, you know, their, one of their best players last year, Jalen Watson. Uh, who's now in the NFL, was a guy who was committed to USC, couldn't get in. Uh, J.C. player, uh, took a year off, still couldn't get in the USC, so he went to Washington State, ended up being a, an NFL player. So they've been able to do that. Um, and I will tell you that I think they could be getting better because I think part of their decline, you know, they had that rough patch, you know, for a while, uh, they're back, but it was because of the rise of Boise State. A lot of the guys who were going to Washington State, instead start going to Boise state. Cause even though you weren't in the pac 12, you're going to win 10 to 12 games a year. Uh, you know, if, if the Boise state continues to struggle, I think Washington state uh, can continue to, to, to take advantage of that uh, and be a place. Cause you know, it is a tough place to recruit to. It is probably the most remote location. Um, someone, you know, from that area told me, you know, when, when you, when you live in, in Pullman, you go to Idaho to party. I mean, but at the end of the day, yeah, they've, They've been more of what Arizona probably should be. And, and frankly, what ASU probably should be uh, than what they have been. So I'll tell you the other thing that impressed me and, I, and I'll let you get back to it. I'm like, I was impressed with the speed of their defensive line. I was too. Very much. Whereas so. Utah is physical. And, and it's not like Utah's trotting out a bunch of 400 pounds schlubs. You just happen to, but they, and I think part of it was a well scouted Delar because they played against them last year and played with them. But he wasn't able to kind of run around and freelance nearly as much. Some of that was their speed as well, and some of that was they just knew his moves. But I was very impressed with the way they closed with, with their primarily defensive line, linebackers as well, but primarily that defensive
1: line. And they've also done a much better job than Arizona at this stage. And again, they're a couple of years ahead based on you know, the players in the program and the ability to try to build and so forth and try to work through the uh, COVID controversy that uh, they had with the previous coach and the players who ultimately stayed have uh, invested in this program. But Arizona at this stage relies on speed defensively as well. I think early in the year, that was one of the things that surprised us the most, uh, that Arizona was a lot faster on that side of the football than they were the year before. Uh, But Washington State has more of those kinds of players across the board. It's not just as Brad noted that their line was quick, which is clearly the case and disrupted a lot of Arizona what Arizona wanted to do. their secondary is really fast too. And that combination has obviously helped them. Again, consider look if you look at Washington State's defensive numbers throughout the course of this year, just in the in the number of points that they give up, Outside of Oregon, which scored 44, there aren't a lot of bad defensive performances for this team. Uh, So this is a very commonplace uh, uh, number that uh, I think they gave, gave up. And had Washington State not made more glaring mistakes on the offensive end, this game is a heck of a lot more lopsided than the 11 points that it ultimately turned out to be.
0: All right, one thing that's not lopsided, though, is Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, we live what we preach here when it comes to our endorsements right here. Mountain Mike's Pizza is a perfect example of that. The first day that Mountain Mike's Pizza was open, guess who was drinking a soda on the show from Mountain Mike's Pizza? Was it Mike Luke? It might have been you. I had pizza from Mountain Mike's Pizza, but you had a, a drink then- Mr. William Brad Alice, hold on, this isn't going right. William no, Butler, go. Jacob is not probably liking.
1: We this. clearly um, do not have a meteorology degree because they're the ones who understand how to use the green screen. Now, that's why you go to Mississippi State, which is the leader in meteorology, Goodrich? to know which way to point. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I always felt call that call I was Michael call Goodrich call. because we shared the same first name. Well, but, then
1: clearly that's the case. Yeah,
0: but William Brad Alice also had a Mountain Mike's uh, Pizza. He certainly um, did. Yes, he did, and because he lives right around there. And you want to know why? It's because it's on Oracle and Wetmore. A lot of people live in the Oracle-Wetmore area. It's a fun place to go, great pizza, good environment. And on top of that, you can get Mount Mike's Pizza at the Tap and Bottle Watch Party Remotes. We're going to be doing a bunch of those for basketball. Stop on by Scott Rebecca downtown, do a great job. Very good stuff. You got four peaks uh, beer down there. You got all kinds of good deals. It's a great time. It's centrally located. Uh, they're dog friendly. You've had many dog, many pooches come in. And so again, come check it out. But Mountain Mike's Pizza and Tap and Bottle, both excellent, excellent uh, options there. Pizza and beer. It doesn't get any more American than that. Maybe, maybe other than like a cheeseburger or something. I don't know. All right. Now, back to Arizona then, going into the Territorial Cup. The, well, I guess we'll talk about what Jacob wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't see it. Um, I didn't see it, but uh, obviously I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Jaden DeLore throwing a punch at uh, uh, Dorian Singer. Do we worry about stuff like this? Where do, Where are we at with that one, guys?
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, it, you know, does it fall under the category of, uh, you, you know, being uh, being able to put it behind, being frustrated in the moment of game? Maybe, but, and it's just subjective observation based on what I saw from the Pac-12 network television feed. So there's a lot more information going on. I wasn't a big fan of Dolores' body language this entire game. Correct. And there seemed to be a number of instances, and again, observation from a distance, not on the sidelines. So take this for just subjectivity. Um, It looked like when he and Fish were having conversations, there was a lot of, it's the receiver's fault, it's not my fault. That receiver ran the wrong route, that one ran the wrong route, this guy wasn't blocked and there was nothing I could do. It looked to me like there was a lot of not taking responsibility for making this an offense that flowed well together and instead finding other reasons in those conversations that, that, that it wasn't you who was to blame that has the potential if i'm interpreting that correctly that has the potential to be a real problem that needs to be quelled and i'm maybe l- more concerned about my interpretation of that than i am some sort of brief fisticuffs on the sideline because you're in a position sometimes where, where brief fisticuffs come by the coach can say all right the two of you need to get that worked out and then you know you you do or you don't at least you know kind of where you stand this if, if what I'm interpreting looks like almost behind your back, it's you, not me, then you know maybe that's something that uh, needs to work to be resolved. This was not a good game for Delora on a lot of fronts. Right. Obviously, between the lines, the four interception thing was a problem. Off, uh, outside the lines, it didn't look particularly good either. Maybe there's a lot of, I want to stick it to Washington State, and he got a little uh, too uh, ramped up as a result. He's also very young, and hopefully there's a lot of learning to be done. He can uh, pick it up, and uh, hopefully they can turn this around for ASU and get things squared away heading into season three.
0: Brad, does it bother you? It seems that Delora he's had a lot of real highs this year, but he's had some real lows. It doesn't seem like he's been able to really string anything together. Does that? What do you chalk that up? What do you chalk that up to?
2: I mean, that's his style. I mean, he's kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, gunslinger. Um, You know, he's not a game manager. He's not a He's not an who, Alex Smith. He's not Alex. He's not Joe Flacco. Um, you know, he's not a guy. Wait! Oh,
0: no, stop. Stop. <laughs> he's not Joe. a guy who
2: throw a 30 yard pass for interference. play. But to me, the bigger issue is, Shout is, out not, Rob is not the fight. Um, it's the fact that all day long, he and his receivers weren't on the same page. So is that Dolores fault? Is that the receiver's fault? Did the coaches do something? Um, was Washington State completely confusing them with their coverages? I don't know. But three of those picks appeared to be, upon review, miscommunications between the receiver and the quarterback. So I don't know who was at fault because we don't know what the offense is designed to do. Uh, But that was a problem the entire game and not something that the coaches were able to adjust to, not something the players are able to adjust to, um, but something that Washington State seemed to design very well.
0: All right, game time. Here's the deal. Let's say that you were worried about getting tickets last second to this game. Um, Wouldn't be a real issue if you got there. Uh, There was next to nobody at this game, but let's just say there were a lot of people at this game. And you're saying, man, I don't know where to get a ticket. You would go to game time, and there's a lot of reasons. But the first is that they specialize in getting you tickets. Second of all, many times it's up to sixty percent off, and these are all kinds of different genres. Whether it's sports, let's say you want to go see Queensrÿche, let's say that you want to go listen to desert metal. Is that what it's? That's what it's called, right, William? The no, that's death metal. Oh, death metal. All right. Well, all right. Death metal. Let's just say that you want to go listen to one of the. That is where you would go. You would go to game time and get 60% off right there. Last second. It's great for you procrastinators out there. The best way to support us is by buying it through the link in the descriptions. But again, that's good. I I think it was good, but that's where you would find it though. Game time. We've had people that have utilized it. And again, it works. All right. Now going into the territorial cup, ASU stinks. Obviously they lost by more than Arizona did today. Um, what are our initial impressions of this game? And this must-win game for both
1: franchises. <laughs> I think Arizona's going to win. Uh, I, I think they're the one... ASU has, up until the last couple of weeks, uh, I think, give or take, been a little bit more competitive than I expected them to be after the debacle heading into this season and then, the, and then after their non-conference loss, and it just looked like they were going to be a mess. And then they strung together some games in the middle there that they didn't necessarily win but they were in. But generally speaking, I think if you look at the the four elements here, ASU offensively, ASU defensively, Arizona offensively, Arizona defensively. Uh the one that stands out is Arizona's offense. I think Arizona has a that's the best part of either of these teams games and I think that element is what's going to propel the U of A out of the W um, I think ASU is going to be competitive but I think Arizona's defense is good enough to uh, limit whatever it is that ASU can do enough for the advantage that Arizona has on the offensive end to ultimately prevail.
0: Brad are you back in the A in the Territorial Cup?
1: Yeah but I'll say this I think Shue's
2: analysis is very astute I think it it's is. spot on. And I think there's a 90% chance it's all out the window because it's the territorial cup between <laughs> two bad football teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Arizona has the better offense. Yes. Arizona I think is overall been the better team for this year. And, but I think the difference in the two teams is close enough that you could tell me ASU wins by 21. You could tell me Arizona wins by 21. You could tell me it comes down to a last second field goal. I'm believing all of it. I think this one, I think it'll be very interesting to see if ASU goes with Borgay and kind of try to play that emotion of the Tucson kid coming back home.
0: Tucson um, zone, Tucson. Well, technically,
2: Marana zone. Own. They, they, that family takes a lot of pride from being from Marana, um, but they sent the their time, kids
0: to Sal Point, though.
2: At, oh, yeah. One of them played. Well, one of them played for Marana mm-hmm. the whole time. So uh, the point being. Um, you know, a- ASU was more willing uh, to recruit um, to recruit him, even though he was a preferred walk-on, but they were more active in, 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 in trying to get him to their their program. So there is a revenge factor there, too. Now that can go both ways. We saw what it did for Delora. So, yeah, I think the it's, good, it's the cliche is that, you know, you never know what happens in a rivalry game, and I think this one's more true than ever. I'll be interested to see, you know, I think are these players playing for Iguana? Uh, I have no idea, uh, is, you know, is ASU going to announce a coach before, which probably won't happen. But, you know, I called Dillingham back in when they fired her, I'm, and that sounds like it could happen. So I think there's a lot of things that could happen between now and then. Um, so, yes, while I think Arizona's a touchdown to 10 points better, any nothing was going to surprise me in this football game.
0: All right, everybody out there, really appreciate all of your comments. Um, again, it was a bummer a bummer game. Still one more game, though. We're going to be back with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Arizona basketball in Maui. Then we got Friday, Arizona football coming up in the Territorial Cup. But again, John Schuster, Brad Alice, always appreciate you. Jacob Franklin in the back. Um, and again, all the comments, really appreciate you guys. We will be back with you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats postgame. <laughs>